to Recalculating, Adventist Life Now. I'm Skip Bell, your host. Uh, my guests today are Heather Cruz, who is the pastor of the Courthouse Road Seventh-day Adventist Church in Richmond, uh, Virginia, Potomac Conference. Uh, welcome, Heather. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. I also have as guest uh, Brenda Johnson, uh, who pastors the Saco, Maine Seventh-day Adventist Church, Faith Chapel Church in uh, the Northern New England Conference. Welcome, Brenda. Hi, Skip. Glad to be here. Now, uh, Heather uh, enjoys uh, her memories of uh, the uh, seminary experience, holds a Master of Divinity degree and a uh, Doctor of Ministry degree, and so does Brenda. She holds her MDiv. There are three different educational institutions involved. They're all fine institutions, but I'm talking to uh, some uh, women who have just really done an excellent job in their work and preparation. I might add that uh, Brenda has significant chaplaincy uh, uh, education, experience, and application alongside her pastoral work. Now, I want, I want to ask the two of you to respond to a particular uh, inquiry, and let's start with Heather. Share with us uh, the church and community context uh, that you would describe of your pastoral ministry. Heather, let's start with you. I would gladly share with you about the Courthouse Road Church. It is the best church I've ever pastored at, and that's because we have a great team that works together, and it's very innovative and adaptive. We are a medium-sized church, which means we have about 120 people there um, when we're able to meet in our building. Yes. And we, <laughs> uh, yes, our times we're living in, I have to laugh about that, even as I say it. But it is a church that is very focused on building bridges back to God. We do a lot of creative things to connect with our community. We've held uh, art classes, fall festivals, as well as our most recent evangelistic series was entitled Questions I Would Ask God. And we started from a question base and even had an opportunity for a little live Q&A. So to adapt an everlasting gospel to our current culture and to our current surroundings, we are located in Richmond, Virginia, which is a very good-sized city. And with that comes a great diversity of people groups that we want to, wish, we want to share God with. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Heather. And I, I've been in the Courthouse Road Church, fine facility, and of course, Richmond is a great community. Brenda, beautiful southeastern Maine. <laughs> Tell us a bit about the church and community. Well, my church is considered a very small church. Um, we are a church with a big program in that we have maybe uh, 25 members and yet we have a daycare of uh, between 50 and 60. We have a small Christian school of about seven uh, children. Um, and um, we, our, our congregation is uh, uh, older uh, and just recently um, uh, we have teens and we are more 
ethnically diverse uh, now. Our, our community, you might know that uh, northern New England is a very secular area. Um, and uh, we're in a small community, but, uh, you know, trying to reach out, um, sometimes it does get discouraging um, because it's very hard to do evangelism here. Your uh, community is right along the coast, and you're in that yes. area from Portland, Maine, right on down through Kennebunkport, that uh, a lot of professionals, a lot of young adults, and yeah, it's a unique challenge. And your, your professional career was largely chaplaincy, and now at a stage in life that I too enjoy, you find yourself uh, <laughs> serving professionally in context, but with partial uh, commitment, uh, and it's very much appreciated, I know, from folk in northern New England. Now, I, I want to ask you, uh, Heather and Brenda, to share your vocational calling story. Uh, a sense of when did you feel the calling to full-time ministry? How did you process that calling internally? Heather? Well, I, I am a double PK. What that means is both of my parents are pastors. And so I had the joy of growing up being very involved in ministry and having the opportunity to, to exercise spiritual gifts and to see what it was like to be an active church member. So it wasn't until the time I realized this was more than just how a calling to be an actively involved church member, but to actually be a vocation, a, a pastor. I was sitting in a college lab science looking at a plate um, with bacteria growing on it, surrounded by a group of people who were just so excited about all the microorganisms that were growing there and what they could do. And I realized I completely did not fit in the medical sciences and that that nudge was, was the Holy Spirit saying, I've got something else for you. So I actually walked away from that lab science and spent quite a bit of time talking with God saying, if not this, because I had everything planned out, if not this, what is your plan? And I had a long conversation with different mentors and just prayed through, where do I feel like I'm really living and fighting in my armor and sharing Jesus as he's in with my personality? And the things that just kept coming up as I talked and I prayed were connected with the privilege of being a pastor. And so I remember just being astounded as that kind of just dawned on me as I talked and I had the confirmation from those mentors and important people in my life that it was time to go change my major. And I went over to the registrar's office and I turned in my slip very hesitantly and kind of shaking hands that I was going to, to switch away from medical sciences. And then I called my parents. Mm -hmm. And they answered the phone and I said, oh, Mom, Dad, I got something to explain, to share with you. I have changed my major. And there was silence on the phone for a moment. And then the question was, are you sure? And once I was able to say, yes, Mom, Dad, I am sure. This is what God is calling me to do. They have been completely supportive. And I, uh, it's just been a delight to have them as mentors, but also to see what it's like to to be in this role and to see God's hand moving, uh, moving in people. 
and in my heart. How many years of pastoral experience do you have, Heather? Just over 20 years at this point. I'm doing a little bit of math in my mm -hmm. head. Um, uh -huh. Just over 21 now, so right? I, I've gotten to do this for a couple of years and I'm still learning. <laughs> well, that's a good attitude to have. I think it's true of me too, and I'd hate to mention how many years I have. <laughs> <laughs> you might make 20 seem a little shorter. <laughs> uh, Brenda, uh, tell us about your vocational calling and uh, how you process that internally. Well, my experience is very different. Um, I became a Christian through the Jesus movement in the late 60s, and part of that becoming a Christian was a real voice from God saying, I have a, a, Brenda, I have a wonderful life plan for you if you want it. And I had no idea what that meant. Uh, but I um, started working with Campus Crusade and I started realizing what it was like to serve people and to tell people about Jesus. And I can say from that moment, I, um, I never wanted to do anything but be in full-time ministry for the Lord. Back in the 70s, that was not available to women. Um, and I met a, uh, my husband and led him to the Lord. And he was a, a minister. And uh, uh, he was a student at um, a seminary here in the East. And we went into ministry together uh, I was always extremely involved in uh, ministry with him, and we became Seventh-day Adventists. Um, and it came time for me to work. I had two children, but my husband said, you're going to have to work. And there was absolutely nothing I wanted to do but ministry, and it was still not open. Uh, you know, there was no way. So the Lord led me to AUC, to a professional um, program there for Bible workers, and I got my um, BA, um, started as a Bible worker, uh, then uh, had the opportunity to be a chaplain um, in one of our nursing homes, and I just loved chaplaincy. I loved um, being with people and encouraging them and being at deaths and helping people to, to feel the presence of the Lord. Um, through their struggles. Um, so then I, I uh, went and uh, did a residency uh, in, in CPE, clinical pastoral education. Found out I needed to go to seminary if I was gonna be a professional chaplain, and I did. I went to Northern Baptist Seminary, a wonderful seminary, and then I, I did some extra work at Andrews um, and became a board-certified chaplain. Um, but it, it, was, um, it was difficult because uh, I really loved uh, being a pastor's wife and doing all the things that you do in ministry. And my husband shared the preaching. I preached every other uh, week. And we, um, I started realizing uh, that uh, not only was I called to chaplaincy, but that I would love to... Um, to be a pastor also, uh, I can remember at one of the general conferences, the very first one they voted um, down um, women uh, being ordained. 
And I can remember sitting in the pew and bawling and bawling and crying. And my husband said, what's wrong? You don't really, you don't want to be a pastor. You don't want to be ordained. And I realized in my soul that, yes, I did. Um, mm -hmm. And so that uh, began, um, you know, just a, a, yes. a feeling that I needed to um, try that. And as we um, retired, I offered myself to the Northern New England Conference, and they loved that idea. And I've been a full-time pastor, well, a, a, a pastor for um, six years, a chaplain for almost 20. Well, Brenda, that's quite a, a journey, and it's a very real journey, isn't it? You've been very yes. transparent about that movement. But God is blessed in all those years of service in those different capacities. And frankly, you're, you're kind of segueing to an important issue. Um, you know, pastors have to fill different roles. Some of those roles they feel gifted, blessed, and a joy in. Other times you just do it because it's part of the role. So I, I want to ask each of you to share. Uh, we'll go back to Heather first. Uh, share the things that really give you joy. Joy. My joy comes when I see a light go on in someone's mind when they've just learned something new about God or they put the threads of the fabric of these wonderful Bible beliefs and doctrines that, that they see in the Bible and suddenly it clicks and it really means something to them, that gives me great joy. Being able to sit down and study and to prepare people for, for their official commitment or to go deeper in their walk with God. Even more than that though, I get really excited when I see people using their spiritual gifts. Uh-huh. When I'm able to get to know someone and hear their heart's passion and resource them. So I think of a conver passing conversation in my church with a lady named Natalie, very talented. And she in passing just said, hey, I know all of these people in the arts community, and what if we offered arts classes at our church? And then we talked about a bunch of other things. And so later on, I was able to circle back to that and say, so how would that build bridges back to God? If we had arts classes, what would it look like? Who would it be? And what would you need to make it happen? And over months working together, we were able to find teachers and to offer these classes at, in our church facility, which meant people who never had would cross our doors at another time were coming into our church and bringing their friends and we were able to have these conversations. Or I think about this, this uh, young lady named Reese who has this gentle smile and she has this gift for leadership, but being able to get to know her and to give her space to use that leadership through leading up front, through uh, leading a praise team or seeing her just develop as a leader, I think of uh, well, I could keep going. I'm very excited about seeing people just, it's the team. And that's why I mentioned that at the beginning, because how do we do this together? Um, God's entrusted me with some gifts, but I can't do everything. But with a team, we can do what he's called us to do. So mm -hmm. to be able to wrestle with a church on how do we do creative bridges, bridge building? How can we share Jesus in a way that people are looking for now? 
Right now we've kind of become content creators for our social media platforms and our website because we're not doing as much in person. So being able to find people who have the gift of making um, a Bible video about God's Bible promises so we can share that or even sitting down and, and reading a children's story, just the create, sheer creativity that is entrusted in the body of the community of faith that I work that I work with that I pastor mm-hmm. just astounds me and helps me to go deeper in my walk with God because I see God's creative ability and how he says okay these are human beings but I'm going to give them gifts and when he gives that gift and it's all through his power but it's just it sparks my joy in God and to see his hand moving in people. So that's my biggest delight. Excellent. And Brenda, the joys that you find. Well, Skip, um, it is uh, many of the um, joys that Heather mentioned are mine also. Um, Being from having a small church, we all have to work. And it's just, it's amazing to me how God provides uh, the gifts that are necessary. I think of my um, my head deacon now, and boy, he didn't feel like he could do anything, but he didn't have a choice. I just needed him so much, and the Lord, the Lord just blessed him. And now he does my PowerPoint for for me, and he's he's there all the time. And to see that kind of growth, and uh, he says to me, "I just want to serve the Lord," and that was not the man that I first met. But I also have to say that um, being a chaplain, having an emphasis in counseling in my, um, in my uh, MDiv and being a chaplain for so many years, uh, I feel very um, blessed to be, have been a hospice chaplain for most of that career and to be at the bedside of, of um, you know, my, my members that when they need me uh, is a wonderful thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, being a pastor just affords you um, opportunities that you didn't have before. I had a, a member who wanted to, was uh, going to have a rental, and she said the, the man wasn't going to rent it. Would you call her pa- him pastor and just say you know me? And I thought, that's an odd thing. Sure enough, I, I called, and um, just because of who I was. Um, he had some wonderful um, memories of Seventh-day Adventist, and I was a Seventh-day Adventist pastor, and I was able to, um, you know, he uh, allowed them to rent because of, of my giving a recommendation, and all these things come up as a pastor that um, I, I stop and I think, really? Um, but um, I I, I like that. I, I like that the role of pastor means um, a lot to people. And um, I'm always asking the Lord that I would uphold that role, uh, role yes. and respect that role. Yes. All right. Good. Thank you. Uh, listeners joining with us in the conversation, uh, Pastor Cruz and Pastor Johnson share along with me a, an experience in a conservative um, Protestant Christian movement, the Seventh-day Adventist Church, and most of you as listeners likely are, are connecting with us in that same context, and we have others from air, other contexts too, so we share in a broader perspective this conversation. It is interesting to note 
that um, I'm talking to two women pastors, Dr. Heather Cruz and uh, Pastor Brenda Johnson, whose uh, pastoral experience is making significant contribution. I am encouraged that in our faith movement, we have more and more women taking up the uh, challenge of pastoral ministry. Now, there are about, in our faith body, there are around 4,000 persons in our particular North American context, pastoring and serving. Of those, 170 are women. That's not a high percentage, but it's a growing number. And uh, at the uh, Theological Seminary at Andrews University, they have 428, I believe it is, MDiv students. There are about 70 who are uh, women sensing this calling. So as uh, our two pastors, Dr. Cruz and Pastor Johnson are sharing their experience, they're a part of a growing body of people uh, so encouraged that no longer is uh, inclusiveness of gender as large an issue. Now that might be said with some optimism or some naivety. But uh, Heather and Brenda, talk to us about the challenges of ministry. What roles you find most burdensome? Uh, Heather, uh, challenges of ministry. Challenges of ministry makes me immediately think of, of conflict resolution. And right now our big challenge is deciding when do we open our physical building. And why this is a, a energy drain where it requires a lot of energy and then time to reflect and recover from that before re-engaging is because I care so deeply about all the people who are involved. And if I could have my way, everyone would win. But often when you have to make decisions, some, somebody has to give and somebody feels like they walked away being able to uh, see their vision fulfilled. And so we've had, it's the energy of being able to have the conversations and to really hear what somebody is asking for and what are the values that they're trying to accomplish that are behind it, that are underneath it. When someone is very feeling very firm about continuing on a on a virtual platform rather than in-person worship are they there's a, a whole multitude that goes in there are they scared are they trying to protect someone they love are they what is behind that or I have someone who would is just missing so much the physical connection and it may and it's because that's how they worship and they need to be able to have that physical connection and to see someone else and so the energy that goes into that conflict resolution to come up with as much of a win-win situation as we can have to continue our teamwork and, and to be able to do what we do, it's just all the energy that it takes in to hear people, what they're saying, and to give them space to say what they, what they haven't verbalized yet. And sometimes I do well with, with, um, with managing conflict, and then there's those moments where I look back and I go, yeah, that, that's a growth opportunity, Heather. Next time you go into that, these are some things that you can do better. And it takes so much to be in that moment with people, but then also 
kind of the Monday morning quarterbacking that happens in my mind to try to figure out how to be more effective next time, as well as weathering the herd in my heart when we pick something that isn't uh, what I would choose. Because my style is to is very team oriented, which means I'll set out a goal and then we as a team figure out how do we get there. So if I have a picture in my mind of how, how we're going to get there, it may look very different at the end. So if you want to know one of the biggest uh, roles that I have that takes much of my energy, that would be it. Uh-huh. That's, uh, I appreciate your leadership style, uh, inclusiveness. You're very aware of diversity, not only in the more external notes to diversity, but the way people think uh, they're the way they frame a problem and it's a challenge for a pastor yeah very good Heather Brenda challenges of ministry well I think um, what Heather said is definitely uh, a challenge for me also um, having a smaller church uh, one you know one person who is very strong um, uh, on one side of an issue um, it can be hard to handle, and I, I feel a real um, burden for the sheep that, um, you know, that uh, I protect um, them from, from maybe some, some errors. Um, I think, though, also for me is the struggle of having a job for everybody and um, understanding their giftedness and sometimes it's just easier to do things yourself um, and it's discouraging because you um, you know you think you found something a gift that or, or something uh, someone would like to do and they have no interest um, so uh, to run the church with as inclusively with as many people uh, involved as possible um, and uh, that, that's a challenge for me, um, and mm -hmm. uh, also the preaching uh, is a challenge, and I, I, I work that out through preaching every other week and having, we have some pretty great preachers, in, including Skip Bell, and mm -hmm. so um, I, I plan my schedule so that I don't have to preach every, every week, which, which really works well for me. It's interesting, Heather and Brenda, as you describe the joys of ministry and the challenges everywhere we go. These are the common issues of the joy in, in serving and the uh, challenge spiritually and professionally of serving as well. We have so much in common. I, I, I want you to share with us... Uh, and Heather, you mentioned it earlier, especially. There, there is a common joy that we experience in seeing people grow in Christ and come to Christ. And, and can you just uh, share, in, in a sense of giving God praise, uh, some of the a narrative or two of, of the joy of seeing a person come to Christ in your ministry experience? I'll tell you a story. There was a young lady who walked into our church, and it was her first time walking to our church. And there was just this nudge as I was in my heart, as I was running to get to our pre-planning coordination meeting before we started worship. It was the Holy Spirit saying, stop and talk to her. And I, 
it took, it took, I had to pause for a second to make sure that's what I was hearing because it was time to start worship. And so, but I sat down and I introduced myself and I said hello. And she gave me her name. And then her first question was, What do I need to do to be baptized? Wow. <laughs> and I have never started a conversation with that question. It's usually you get to know someone and you share about Jesus and they can share about their struggles. And you, and God nudges you with a story of where where he's helped in your life for a Bible promise and you share the story and well, that's the usual way. But in her case, she, she was going straight to the punchline. It's time for me to be baptized. And as God would have it, he had arranged a profession of faith for that Sabbath. And I said, let watch the service, watch uh, Sheila's profession of faith, and then tell me if this is what God is calling you to do. And so we, we talked for just a couple other minutes and then I went on. And so right after the service, my first thing, I mean, I celebrated with Sheila and the joy in her heart for her profession of faith. And then I went and found this other young lady and I said, so do you have any questions? And she said, nope, and ran out the door. So I felt like, oh, well, maybe that's it. But what happened over the next three months is she came every week. And her fiance came with her every week and they would, they would slip out and I wasn't able to have much of a conversation, but it finally one day she said, so, so I'm ready. I when can I be baptized? And so we, I said, okay, let's get together. Let's, let's um, have our, pull out our calendars and we marked a date and and she said, so how quickly can I do this? I said, well, let's go through the baptismal vows because you're going to become member of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. I want you to know uh, the church that you're going to be investing in and shaping the future of as you use your spiritual gifts here. And she says, that sounds good. So she brought her fiance with her and we sat down and we went through each of the baptismal vows. And what was so neat is she could explain them and she understood them. So what I pictured would be several uh, months of leading up and going through each of those beliefs so she would understand her God and the character that's displayed in our, our 28 fundamental beliefs. She was already there. God had already taken her there. And so we scheduled her baptism and we celebrated. But I, that story comes to mind as a great joy because you said, fo focus the glory on God. And that's what was in this experience that every time I have, in my, my experience uh, of, as a pastor, there are certain patterns that develop of how I share God and, and what it looks like for someone to prepare for their baptism and their commitment and their growing up into the full, full nature of Christ. God always throws curveballs, and it's those moments where I get to just sit back and go, wow, God, you did that. Mm -hmm. And that's that greatest, that joy and experience in seeing people grow in Christ is to understand that I have the delight of being a pastor. It's where I am a fully committed follower of Christ, where my gifts show up, but it's not me and it's not what I can do or not do. It is about being able to cooperate with what God is already doing in people's life. And that brings me the greatest joy to see God's hand moving. Amen. Oh, that's a great story, Brenda. Uh, I know I've, I've watched in the short time that Joni and I have shared the beauties of southeastern Maine that God has blessed with souls there at Saco. 
tell us about the joy you experience in seeing people grow in Christ and come to Christ. Well, um, I guess I'll tell a story too. I, I have actually two, but I'll only tell you one. Uh, we had a young man um, just show up at church. It was probably in the, uh, the cold of winter. And um, it just, it, it just uh, lights my heart to know that the Lord is working and his, his grace is out there and people just show up. And this young uh, guy shows up and he and his brother had been uh, seeing It Is Written and started studying. And um, his brother had just died of cancer. And he, he said, I've just got to do this. I've got to find this church. So he shows up and of course we all embraced him and he absolutely loved our church. And I, um, I decided I'd start a pastor's class um, and we would do our Bible studies uh, that way because of, of commitments I had. And he brought his wife and his wife started studying and they were both baptized last summer. And the coolest thing is we don't have a baptistry and so we borrowed a portable bat baptistry and uh, this guy, I, I brought it in a truck and uh, he, he looked at it and he said, I know, how to, I know how to build this. And we uh, built it together out in our beautiful um, backyard of the church and had this wonderful baptism. He and his wife with his kids watching on and... Uh, he also brought in another young man, um, and so now we have a, a little youth group along with a few others, and I'm watching his kids now show an interest in the Lord and joining the church. So, I mean, it's just the ultimate, you know, praise to yeah. God uh, to see, see how he's working out there in our community and bringing people to us. Amen. I have served... Um as a pastor, as a departmental uh, person, as a church administrator, as a faculty member at our seminary, and as I reflect back on the years of service, those people who have given their life to Christ, who we've led through baptism, as you, Heather, and you, Brenda, have shared, those are the greatest joys. And it's interesting mm. that both of you, I know, work hard on developing interests and following through on Bible studies. And often we talk about that as labor. And, and we do those things where both of you chose to share narratives where it just seemed like God and his initiative said, here, I have a present for you. I have yes. someone who <laughs> my spirit is bringing. So thank you, pastors, uh, for sharing that. Do you, we only have a few minutes left. Do you experience a sense of affirmation in your relationship with God and your person, your personal spirituality as you go about the life of ministry? Yes, that affirmation, it begins with the knowledge that I'm a, a child of Christ. Mm -hmm. And it's in that, those moments when my Bible is open and I'm reading it and I'm reading like in Habakkuk about the just shall live by their faith and God reminds me of the way places he has led me in the past which gives me confidence in the future. It's that identity that gives me the courage 
to continue to work with the team and to wrestle through those things that are more difficult. And that's the root of what it is to be a pastor, to exercise the gifts that he's entrusted and to walk through the doors he opens. Excellent. Yes, and I, I go back to that time. It actually was in the... Um, where God really said, Brenda, I have a wonderful life plan for you if you want it. And uh, I've been a, a Christian for 50 years now. And I sometimes I just, I look, I was, I didn't even have a, a college education. And the Lord has brought me through this tremendous journey. And I, and I, and I look and I, and I see I'm a pastor now. I'm a pastor. Mm -hmm. and, and it's just like, thank you, Lord. Who would ever think? Who would mm -hmm. ever think? So, I, you know, I often think if I'm, I was lying on my deathbed, uh, I could just look over my whole life and think this was the most wonderful, wonderful life of yes. service. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Now, uh, are you experiencing encouragement in the calling of God, your service from others in the congregation just in the last minute here? Uh, can you respond to that? Well, you know, Skip, I'm just going to say that um, um, I've learned uh, that uh, if somebody doesn't come up and say, that's a great sermon, Brenda, it's okay. <laughs> you know, I don't get much. But... Um, mm -hmm. It's been such a joy because my husband, uh, having been a pastor, now retired, he is so encouraging of my ministry. Um, and um, uh, that's that's been my great, great support to see him, uh, a pastor that I uh, just, yeah. you know, really, really respect, saying, Brenda, you're doing a good job. This is great. You know, really means a lot. Important. Uh, yeah. And uh, Heather. My affirmation, um, I'd echo that. Those words of encouragement do kind of nudge me forward. And, and there is also, when people choose to include me in their life, when they choose to turn for me to me for roles that are filled by a pastor, and they choose to do that naturally because we are in a faith community together, that brings my encouragement. When they are willing to let me be there as they say goodbye to their loved one, or they choose to have a, a wedding celebrated and they come to me and say, Pastor, we need you to help us consecrate this union and to have this prayer over us. Or those events in their life, when they turn to me and say, hey, we're having a hard time in our marriage, can we pray together? Or they'll send me a text and say, I, I need prayers and this is what's going on. The fact that they're choosing to include me in their life in that role, that affirmation shows me that I am accepted and recognized in what as their pastor. Amen. Thank you. Well, pastors, uh, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for the privilege of sharing. Yes, Skip, this has been really special. Pastor Heather Cruz, Dr. Cruz, Pastor Brenda Johnson, Chaplain Johnson, thank you very much. This is Skip Bell. Thank you each for listening. Until next time. Keep thinking, keep believing.